You're listening to the Counterculture Mom Show. Our kids are under fire every day with the media and pop culture persuading them to give up their faith and Christian values. Stay tuned now as former Hollywood actress and pop culture expert Tina Griffin helps you counter these messages and safely navigate today's pop culture chaos. With Christmas quickly approaching, our counterculture ministry team wanted to highlight different gifts we give two thumbs up on every episode this week. Our team discovered a sweet science experiment set that would make such a great hands-on gift for your kids. Give their brains a break from their tech gadget and do something cool and creative. It's called Good Housekeeping Amazing Science 83 Hands-On Steam Experiments for Curious Kids. Check this out. Your kids are going to have a blast this Thanksgiving and Christmas and all year round doing these great science projects. Head on over to the show notes for the link to get your hands on this gift by going to our website, counterculturemom.com. Hit the Watch Show tab and check out this episode for the show notes resource links. In a world that seems to be increasingly anti-children, our kids need the daily reminder that they are accepted and loved just for who they are. Our world wants to kill babies, destroy life, indoctrinate our children, and get them addicted to screens, destroying their true identity in Christ, and make them forget how much they are loved. We need to combat this nasty world mess, and our guest today is going to do just that. Ainsley Earhart wrote the book, I'm So Glad You Were Born for Young Children, to let them know how much they are loved. It was inspired by her mom who told her every single year on her birthday how glad she was that her daughter was born. Ainsley is also the author of three New York Times bestsellers, including two number one children's bestsellers, Through Your Eyes and Take Heart, My Child. She hosts a Bible study with Fox Nation and, not surprising, has over one million followers on her social media platforms combined. I'm Tina Griffin. You're tuning into the Counterculture Mom Show. Thank you for joining us as we focus on family and what it means to be thankful with Ainsley Earhart, TV host, author, and mom. Ainsley, how are you doing from New York? I'm doing great. Thank you, Tina, for having me on. You look absolutely fantastic, and you said you just got done with the workout, so I need your secrets on that, sister. Yeah, well, we didn't do a really rigorous workout today because I knew I was going to be talking to you right after the workout, so I kept my eye makeup on from the morning show and didn't really touch my hair. So I didn't put it up today when I was working out because normally I'll come out of a workout. You know how it is. Oh, absolutely. But yes, I I was in the gym with full eyelashes on and a full face of makeup. I was that girl. What? Okay, you got to do a TV show on the side for how you work out looking beautified like you do. (laughs) I am so glad. I don't think I burned many calories. Right, right. I am so glad you were born. So we got to get into this. You're a co-host on the popular Fox and Friends morning show since 2016. Girl, what made you decide to write, I'm so glad you were born? Can you tell us about the personal story behind this amazing project of yours? Sure, yes. So my first two children's books were really messages that my dad would leave us next to our cereal bowls in the morning because mom was a school teacher. And uh, when mom would leave at like 7.30 in the morning, dad was getting us ready for breakfast. And he was always having fun, had all everything displayed for us, a little note, a little drawing next to every bowl. So he did breakfast and mom, you know, after school was home and did dinner and all of that for the family. So that was our time with our dad. So those two books were basically about him. The second one, Through Your Eyes, was for my daughter because I just had her. I was pregnant with the first book, Take Heart, Through Your Eyes. The second one was just discovering 
how much I'm learning being a mom by watching her. I was with her the first time she saw rain. I was with her the first time she saw a dog. So you know, as a mom of four, how special those moments are. And you realize you're raising a human being and God has entrusted you with this little precious baby. And it's up to you to help shape them and develop them, you know, through Christ's help, obviously. So this book, my mom was diagnosed with a stroke five years ago and, uh, or she had a stroke. Dad came home from a basketball game and found her wedged between the bed and the side table in her bedroom. And she was black and blue. He called 911. The ambulance rushed her to the hospital. And thankfully, the right doctor was on call that night and was able to to help her and, and have the surgery. So um, mom was just, we weren't sure if she was going to make it through that period. It was a really trying time for our family. Very sad. She was, she had diabetes, was diagnosed at 39 years old, type one. So insulin dependent. So she's been through a lot. She um, then was on dialysis. And so I wanted to write this book for my mom to honor her and let her know, even though the stroke took her voice through aphasia, she wasn't able to speak to us. She did meet all four of her grandchildren and she was there for the success of the book. The book came out in September and it made it to number one for five weeks in a row, four weeks in a row. The fifth week, it was number three. That was last week. And um, so hopefully this week it'll still stay, remain on on the list. I just love that it's on the list because these are my mom's words. And about two or three weeks ago, my mother passed away. Oh, so oh, she did see the success. Thank you so much. But I was so, I'm just so grateful to God that he allowed her to see the success of this book because she was a school teacher to little ones, fours and fives for 33 years. Wow. And she loved teaching. And it was really difficult when she had to decide whether or not she was going to retire. She ended up loving retirement because her sister talked her into it because she said, you know, you've been teaching for 33 years, you're, you have diabetes, you have kidney failure, no telling when you're going to have to be, get on dialysis, and it could lead to worse. And so I'm really grateful that she retired. So she had about 10 years with my dad to travel. They were married for 50 years, and wow. I wrote the eulogy and gave the eulogy. I don't know if you still have your parents, but it's very odd to not have one of your parents. And um, we're rolling into Christmas and Thanksgiving. But, you know, I know where she is. I know she's with Jesus. And her little body was just so frail. She was probably, um, she was she probably a size 12 when she was sick. And then when she had the stroke and she was probably a size two, maybe a zero when she died. So oh her little body just couldn't fight any longer. I know. Oh my gosh. My dad passed away two years ago and I, I know what you're talking about. And um, yeah, there's a whole, whole host of info with that, but okay. And, and the crazy thing is this last week, my mom sent me video footage. We were dairy farmers. I grew up on a farm, 150 head of uh, cattle. And my wow. mom sent me video footage, didn't precursor it, just said, here's what's going on on the farm today. And they were knocking down the silos. The first loudest wail I ever had in my life was when my dad passed away on video. I saw him take his last breath on FaceTime with my mom. Second loudest time I wailed was last week when I saw the silos coming down because having the barn and silos up, it's as if they're still alive, still there. Right. It was saying goodbye to whole last couple of decades. So I am going to be praying for you. It is, it's just wild. The amazing thing with your book, girl, is that you have her legacy living through those pages that is touching millions of people's lives. I know. Take us through a walkthrough. Who's the best audience for this book? Why should parents and grandparents get this book right now for Thanksgiving, Christmas? Perfect time for an excellent 
moral-filled, God-ordained book in this forever-increasing godless culture. It's like a perfect win-win. Give us some insight on what's inside sure. those pages. Sure. So you're right. I do feel, I remember when I was about to kick off the book tour and I, it hit me that, you know, people have asked me who, who should read this book. And I thought, well, obviously our children, our grandchildren, our godchildren, our nieces and nephews, it's a perfect birthday book, just an extra oomph. It's not just saying happy birthday. It's saying, I am glad you were born. This is the day that God created you nine months ago, but, but this is the day that your mother gave birth to you and blessed so many people's lives. And then, then I realized my mother taught uh, children, some children that were being raised by their grandparents or their moms worked three jobs and they were single moms and they had four children. And sometimes those moms, as wonderful as they are, are working so much, they're not at home to spend as much time with their children. And so these kids don't hear that message. These children don't hear, I'm so glad you were born because their moms are busy trying to put food on these children's tables. Yes. And so I thought, I, I prayed about this book and I just said, God, put this book into the hands of children who need to hear this message that don't have that at home, that don't have a mom telling them how grateful they are or reminding them of how special God created them to be and what an impact they're going to have on this world and for eternity. And so um, that's, it really hit home and hit hard, hit me hard that that um, my mom taught many of these children. And so I, de- I definitely want this to get into the hands of, of children in, in low-income areas or children that um, might be adopted or might be in foster care or might be in an orphanage somewhere So or even in, around the world. Um, the pages are very special to me because it just every page represents what I feel like my parents instilled in me growing up, and that is you can be anything you want to be, enjoy your life, have fun. You only get one life. And uh, these pages say, you know, bang the drums loudly and blow the brass horn. I am so glad you were born. And my daughter and I have dance parties. My kitchen's right back here through that door. And we we bring out this big Tupperware container and we, we fill it with, it's full of, of um, instruments. You know, we've, we've, it's grown. When she was a baby, you know, you get those little instruments like maybe the xylophone. And then as you get older, you get the drums and then you get the guitar that has the batteries in it. It's a Mickey Mouse. You know, we have all these instruments in this big Tupperware container. We'll put it on the floor in the kitchen and blare the music and run all around these rooms and, and just sing and dance. And sometimes it's praise and worship music. Sometimes it's a song she heard at camp over the summer that she wants to play. We, it, it all varies, but we love singing and having fun. I want this house to be an oasis for her. I want her to know yes. she, she is, this is a safe place for her. We have fun in this house. We love Jesus in this home. We say our prayers before, our, we say blessings before the meals. We say prayers at night. We read one Jesus story every single night that she gets to pick. And um, I want her to know that she's loved. I absolutely love this. I wish that we were closer as far as distance. We're like eight states okay. away. I'm trying to punch in. How many miles away from my front door to yours? What would you say? A thousand maybe? Oh, You're in Nashville. Probably, I'm in New York City. Yeah. Too far away. Anything over three miles right now is too far because your <laughs> right. daughter is just about the same age as my youngest, Stella. They would probably be really good, really good friends. Oh, Hayden would love Stella because she's nine and Hayden just turned seven. So, oh. you know, when you're younger, you look up to the older girls. Absolutely. Well, Stella might be a little bit of a bad influence. She's very loud and nuts. But then again, it's not bad. <laughs> she just, she loves life. 
We just painted our entire house, too. We live in the same spot for five years in Nashville here. The white, cheap carpenter paint where you can see the two-by-fours practically behind that wall. Right, right. Is, I'm like, we're getting this place painted because I wanted creativity. They all play music instruments. Let's make this house come to life. And seriously, your book is having a really good effect on our family. We Thank painted you. the whole stinking house. It looks fantastic. The kids are like, oh, my gosh, color. And we did That's like dark great. blue, dark green. I mean, it's going all out. Enough about my painting. I just want to tell you, you rubbed off on us. We're going to hear Good. more about you, girl, and talk more about your message and reason for this book right after this. Have you ever wanted to start a charity or ministry? Launching a nonprofit can be time-consuming, expensive, and overwhelming. If you have a vision and mission, but don't know where to start or how to raise donations, Capstone Legacy Foundation is your solution. Their ministry charity project allows you to receive tax-free donations without the expense and hassle of forming your own 501c3 and in less than 48 hours. This ministry partnership fund is exactly how Counterculture Ministries got its start, and we grew quickly. Capstone Legacy Foundation handles all your legal and accounting paperwork, allowing you time to develop the ministry and message God gave you. Call Capstone today at 610-688-8890 or check out capstonelegacy.org for more information. And tell them Tina sent you. Partner with Capstone Legacy Foundation to transform our culture for Christ and get your nonprofit started today. Hi, this is Kevin Sorbo, and I want to introduce you to Equipping the Persecuted and their important work in Nigeria. The mission of Equipping the Persecuted is, as the name states, to equip our brothers and sisters in any way that we can. People in Nigeria are suffering at the hand of terrorists for their faith in Jesus. Sadly, very little is being done to create a lasting solution. That's where we step in. Our goal is to protect, rebuild, and strengthen families in both body and spirit. We are prepared with the resources necessary to respond after an attack. We provide medical aid, food, and a team to pray and comfort victims. Our persecuted brothers and sisters need your help. Take action today with a monthly gift of $20 or more at equippingthepersecuted.org. That's equippingthepersecuted.org. Thank you for your time. If you haven't received our free parent media guide loaded with positive entertainment options and discounts offered from our dozens of affiliates from VidAngel, which allows you to skip or mute what you don't want to hear in your favorite entertainment, to Covenant Eyes, who are all about helping people find victory over porn, just go to counterculturemom.com and click on sign up for our newsletter. And you will get the free parent media guide in your inbox within minutes. This media guide is loaded with tons of positive entertainment options, family-friendly media, music reviews, movie reviews, great books to get. You can also download the new Counterculture Mom app right from this guide. We also give you info on how to get family-friendly magazines and get your hands on internet filtering software such as the Circle device. All right here in this free parent media guide by going to counterculturemom.com and clicking on the very top, sign up for our newsletter. Let's bring a bunch of positive entertainment underneath your roof. Ainsley, you're fantastic. Of course, this interview is going to go by way too quickly. We have to watch a quick video sharing a few more details about your beautiful book. Everybody check this out.
How do you not want to get your hands on that book right now, people, right now? Get your hands on that. It's so creative. I absolutely love it. Give us a little backstory on you, girl. You place your faith in the Lord after you got out of high school, which is rare. Not a lot of people place their faith in the Lord at, you know, older in life. Usually it's younger. So that's fantastic. And now you're on fire for him. Talk about that, how you use your faith in Fox and news media, all of that business. Well, I'm fortunate that I work for a network that never tells us what we can and can't say. And they give us the liberty. I know. And uh, they love faith stories. I have Ainsley's Bible Study on Fox Nation, which is our streaming service. We've interviewed a lot of NFL players that have become Christians. Some of the personalities at Fox, like Harris Faulkner and Sean Hannity and Shannon Bream. And the list goes on and on. And uh, just a a lot of my friends at Fox. We have such a good community at Fox. Most everyone I know there has some sort of a deep faith and was raised in the church. And I was raised in the church. We grew up in the Episcopal church. And then when we moved the Lutheran church and I was very involved, I was confirmed. I was, you know, involved in the youth group. My dad served in in some capacity. Mom served in another capacity. We were always at church every Sunday and growing up in the South, that was the rule. You had to go to church on Sundays. (laughs) And then, uh, when I got older, I, uh, became, I became a Christian at 21 years old. I say I did. My parents say you were always a Christian. I said, but I developed a relationship with Christ when I was 21. And I asked him to come into my heart through various friends. My sorority had about 50% really strong, strong Christian girls. And my junior year, I just said, you know, I've got one foot in, I'm going to Bible study, but I've got one foot out and I'm not living the way I want to live and the way I think that Christ wants me to live. And I'm tired of it. So I was invited to a fraternity mountain weekend up in the mountains, and I went with a friend of mine, a male that was a friend, and I had talks with him. You know, we were just going as friends and that kind of thing, and he was very nice and such a gentleman. But I took my Bible study book. We were doing Experiencing God by Henry Blackaby, which changed my life. And I walked out into the woods with a few people that were staying in our cabin, and I said, let's go through this book together. And, you know, do you want to do a study? And so some of them said, yes. I don't know how it, one girl really loved it. One person I felt like was just there because um, they, maybe I had, maybe God used me to have an influence on that person down the road. But we did this Bible study. It got back on campus. Word got back on campus that I had done that. And um, that night I was at, they had a party. I, my date was a senior. So all of the cabins came to my house or our house, the senior house. And there was music. I could smell marijuana. I didn't do drugs, thank goodness, but I could smell it. And off-color jokes. And I just said, you know what, Jesus, I am. I want what Sarah Peru has. I want what Michelle Herrett has. I want what all these girls in my sorority have. And I want to live for you. I'm tired of drinking. I'm tired of smoking the cigarettes. I want to be a good influence my junior and senior year of college. Oh. And I just transferred to this college. And I affiliated with my sorority because I went to Florida State and was involved in Christian work there, too. I went on a mission trip my sophomore year to New York City, but I really did it because I wanted to go to New York. And so um, I just always was had one foot in and one foot out. So then this day, it was October 19th, 1997. I asked the Lord, I went outside, it was snowing, and I said, Jesus, I don't want this anymore. I want you to come into my life. And I cried. And that next day when we were driving down the mountain, I just knew God had changed my life and I was going to be different. And then I had some of the girls 
didn't necessarily want to be my best friends anymore. They were very nice to me, I think. I, you know, I'm sure they talked about me behind my back. And that's okay. I didn't care. I just wanted Jesus. <laughs> right. And I would tell them about it. I would talk to them about it. I was always the designated driver when we would have our sorority <laughs> events. Yeah. They would always come to me and say, will you drive me home? And then in, in the car, they would spill their guts to me, just saying, Ainsley, we want what you have. Help me get there. And I you know, would talk to them about it, and I'd pray for them. They'd come into my dorm room when their boyfriends broke up with them, and they would cry to me, and we would read the Bible. So God just really used me in a mighty way. And then the same thing probably happened to you. As soon as I gave my life to Christ, you would not believe the wonderful rewards that God gave me. And it was clear as day to me. I mean, things that aren't necessarily important to me anymore, but they were at the time. I mean, homecoming court and all of these different um, leadership roles in my sorority, leadership roles at the university. They asked me to be the chaplain on the cabinet, on our student body president's cabinet. It was just one thing after another. And then I started getting TV jobs and rewards within my journalism school. And then um, the TV job rolled into the next TV job and really good salary for someone just starting out. I thought, I mean, it was $24,000. Most of my friends were starting at 20,000. So, and it just, I just saw blessing after blessing. And then I got a great job in San Antonio, Texas after my first job in my hometown of South Carolina, in South Carolina. Then I got the call to come to Fox and I just worked really hard and God God just told me, be bold for me. Tell yeah. other people about me. Be a light, a shining light on top of the mountain and because this is a dark world and they need to see who I am. And so I just said, I'll be bold. And, and then as a result, I think God put me on the curvy couch on Fox and Friends, the number one cable news. I don't deserve any of this. This is all Jesus Christ living in me. That's exactly it. And when we know we're not in control and he's working through us, we're not forcing it. It just happens. You know, it's God. And that way you, it's not as though we're taking credit for it. It's just it's a fun life to live. What message do you hope kids and anyone who reads this book comes away with? Cause, and I also want to point out. There are some fantastic pictures you sent our direction of kids in hospitals. I'm guessing kids that have cancer. Fill us in here. Where's this book on as well? Right. So Ryan Seacrest Foundation um, has studios inside children's hospitals. And we were in Nashville for one of them. One of them was in the Dallas area. So we came down to Nashville and I got to sit in the studio and read to all of the children because of COVID and because of some of the illnesses that the children have, not, not all of them were able to come downstairs, but we did chit chat over zoom with some of them. A few of them came down into the studio and I got to meet them, you know, in their wheelchairs or, or whatnot. So they all have different stories. Some were appendectomies, some were cancer. And so um, it breaks your heart when, when you look at these parents and you just, your heart aches for them because you can't imagine what they are going through and how fearful they must be. So I was able to share some joy with these children and tell them, even though some of the illnesses are hard, we are so glad you were born and um, we're going to celebrate you and we're going to celebrate how much love you give your parents, love on your doctors and love on your nurses and know that you are special and God has you in this situation for a reason and you can make a difference. What if there was a safe, drug-free way to help your anxiety and stress levels? Well, now there is with Restore Patch. It's great for anyone suffering from fear, anxiety, sleep issues, lack of energy, or even migraines. It's the latest in wearable technology, a simple, all-natural, chemical-free wearable patch. 
risk-free with a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm just less anxious. I'm happier. I'm calmer. I've had both of these together all day. Been focused. Been great. I decided to give these a try because I just wanted to give my body a break, but I wanted to do so without chemicals, without prescription medications, and this has been great. I was skeptical, and I tried it, <laughs> and I am beyond thrilled that I did. I'm telling you, this is everything I've ever needed. Anyone can benefit from Restore Patch. To help your body get back on track or keep it there, just go to RestorePatch.com and use code TINA at checkout to get 10% off. The public education system is a burning building, but our children don't have to be trapped in the flames of anti-God, anti-American, and anti-freedom agendas. Rescue your children today. My Father's World can help. With a Bible-centered, complete curriculum for preschool through high school, My Father's World returns the focus to God, family, community, and patriotism. Join the nearly 250,000 families who have already escaped public education through homeschooling. My Father's World can also help you bring real education reform to your community with a micro-school or Christian school. Visit mfwbooks.com slash Fortina or scan the QR code for more information and get your special offer. That's mfwbooks.com forward slash the number four Tina for homeschool, micro-school, and preschool. My Father's World is your solution. For children and grandchildren and your life, everybody, grab a copy. This would make such a perfect Christmas gift for the little ones. We can get If they want a signed copy, they can go to AinsleyBook.com. Perfect. AinsleyBook.com, everybody. Check it out. Your spirit is so contagious. I I think you're wonderful. You have an amazing personality. You love the Lord. You just radiate. Oh, you radiate. You radiate. Thank Thank you you so much. No, you do. No, you do. I'm going to see you. Let's just meet up, I don't know, Empire State Building in New York in about uh, 48 hours. Let's make it happen. Bring all the kids. Thanks for joining us for the Counterculture Mom Show with your host, Tina Griffin. For over two decades, Tina has traveled the globe exposing how pop culture is glamorizing harmful behaviors without showing the consequences and how these messages are wreaking havoc on today's youth. Through radio, TV, podcasts, and our app, Counterculture Ministries is reaching millions every week with a biblically-based message for hope for today's teens and their parents. But we can't do that without your faithful prayer and financial investment. If you appreciate the ministry of Tina and Counterculture Ministries, would you prayerfully consider a generous gift right now? We have a donor matching dollar for dollar. You can give securely online by visiting counterculturemom.com or by texting the word DONATE to the number 55444. That's counterculturemom.com or text the word DONATE to the number 55444. Every dollar is doubled. If you love this show, you can stay up to date on the latest critical issues affecting your family by catching all of our weekly episodes with resource links, signing up for our e-newsletter, and downloading our Counterculture Mom app, where you get timely pop culture alerts. Visit counterculturemom.com for more details. And be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Counterculture Mom Show with Tina Griffin, where we are rewriting Hollywood script for our kids. 